Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Wednesday, and this is your Property News Live. So hi folks, welcome back to Cup of Tea with Rick G. And first of all, apologies about yesterday. I was at a meeting all day yesterday and, you know, time just ran out. Um, So we're here anyway today with the latest news and property updates across the whole of the UK. So first up, up and coming Salford apparently is the most profitable city for buy-to-let landlords, followed by Manchester and then Leeds. Now, this is according to a new study which has revealed the cities which are the cheapest average house prices compared to the average rental costs to unveil the best cities and house types to invest in before the stamp duty holiday ends in March. So with the stamp duty holiday, buying frenzy apparently is pushing house prices to an all-time high across the whole of the UK despite the many challenges posted by coronavirus. The research outlines the buy-to-let hotspots where landlords and investors may want to consider putting their money. For landlords looking to buy a new property, which they plan to later let out, the study found that Salford was the best city in the UK for such a venture. So with an average house price of just £173,311, properties are towards the more affordable end of the spectrum. At the same time, with average rent prices in the region of £1,052 per month, this could prove to be extremely profitable. So thanks to the stamp duty holiday, which also benefits buy-to-let landlords, someone investing in Salford could be looking to save almost £1,000 when purchasing a property in the city famous for Lowry and more recently Media City UK and the class of 92 led Salford City FC. In recent years, it's become a hotbed for build-to-rent developments with one of the highest concentrations of schemes outside of the capital, an increasingly popular place to live for young professionals thanks to the employment and leisure opportunities provided by Media City UK. Salford's very near neighbour, Manchester, ranks as the second best city for buy-to-let hotspots for landlords, with house prices averaging at an affordable 100 and £93,681, with rental incomes averaging at 1141 At present, investors can expect around £1,373 in savings from the stamp duty holiday. Leeds and Portsmouth and Belfast follow closely behind with house prices ranging between an affordable budget of 100,000 to 250,000 with rental income reaching over 2,000 pounds a month. So where are the worst places for buy to let property buyers? So I do apologize in advance if you live anywhere in these areas, uh, but you know, these are the numbers. Apparently, High Wycombe, a large market town in Buckinghamshire, nestled in the rolling countryside of the Chiltern Hills, ranked as the worst UK city for buy-to-let purchases, with an average price coming in at £430,891. The area is expensive for those looking to buy and then let. 
Rent prices too average at a comparatively small £945 per month, which means that the profitability margin is also very low as landlords will find it harder to generate a good enough return. The famous University City of Cambridge too, despite being known for its beauty, punting and thriving tech scene, doesn't perform well on a buy-to-let basis. House prices in the city average at a whopping £448,432, whereas rental income only averages a mere £1,080. Other cities include Reading, Worcester and Watford, all places which have low rental incomes compared to average house prices of more than £400,000. And I've said this before, folks, don't come to Worcester. There are no deals in Worcester at all. I've I got one once, but that was the last one. <laughs> Don't come to Worcester. Um, and then next, where are London hotspots? So London is often dismissed as a bad investment choice when it comes to buy-to-let because of the high initial buy-in values at play. Well, it's true that house prices in London are considerably higher than other parts of the country, and especially so in prime central areas. The capital is a big place, and there are 13 of its boroughs where average house prices fall below the £500,000 mark, excluding them from the stamp duty while the holiday's in play. So the study revealed that Havering is the best borough for profitability, with house prices averaging at £395,832 and monthly rental prices reaching a high of £1,895. During the stamp holiday, investors can expect to save more than £9,000 when buying a property. Following Havering is all other more affordable boroughs like Newham, Barking, Dagnum and Enfield, with house prices averaging between three to £400,000, with the average monthly rent price for all the top London boroughs surpassing £1,000 per month. Hmm. Landlords in the capital that look to invest further out of zones one to three could reap the rewards. By contrast, Kensington and Chelsea rank at the least sensible buy-to-let hotspots for stamp duty savings, with average house prices reaching over £2 million. Bromley, Haringey, Ealing follow as the second, third and fourth least business savvy options with the exact same profitability return on investment as Barking and Dagnum. This being said, if you have a couple of million pounds spare, yeah, because we all do, right, to invest and are just looking for the most profitable borough, disregarding stamp duty savings, Westminster, with a profitability score of 8.04 out of 10, is your best bet. Have you got a couple of million pound folks spare lying around? Followed by Southwark, Lambeth, Brent, Wandsworth, Hammersmith, Barnet and Camden, no other borough below £500,000 comes near these areas on their return on investment margin. Scores ranging from 6.56 to 8.04 out of 10. So where are the most profitable buy-to-let hotspots based on house size? So the study also revealed the best areas to invest in based on number of bedrooms to help investors or landlords looking to invest in a specific house type for families, couples, professionals or students. It found that, drum roll, can I have a drum roll? There you go, that's my drum roll. Grimsby, 
Grimsby, famous for its fisheries, ranks as the best city for those looking to buy and let a one-bedroom house. The initial investment will cost just £81,338 with a rent at £375 on average. Sunderland, meanwhile, ranks as the best city for those looking to buy and let a two-bedroom house costing just £105,818 with a rent on average at £531. Grimsby scores highest as the best city for those looking to buy and let a three-bedroom house costing a mere £125,768 with a rent at £490 on average, whilst Doncaster ranks as the best city for those looking to buy a four-bedroom house, costing £252,710 with a rent at £547. Doncaster also ranks as the best city for those looking to buy a five-bedroom house, costing £274,995 with a rent of 457 There you go, folks. So let's all flock over to Grimsby and Doncaster, apparently. All right, next on today's news feed, research by Built Asset Management, or BAM, has revealed a market increase in renters scrapping single lets in favour of shared co-living. With a rise of 312% recorded in July and August when compared to January and February, the data releases um, and relates to people from single let properties, i.e. those inhabited independently, taking out new rental contracts with co-living properties operated by BAM across London with the months used as a comparison between the pre-pandemic and post-pandemic co-living market. The company asked all prospective tenants seeking co-living accommodation for their reasons for leaving their current housing situation according to those who left their single-let accommodation between July and August. And the top reasons were as follows. Number one, seeking more financial viable accommodation options, 32%. Number two, seeking co-living properties to avoid feeling of isolation, 25%. And number three, seeking flexibility with a view to potentially purchasing afterwards, 20%. In addition, the average age of tenants leaving single-let accommodation in favour of shared accommodation was 36.1 years old, eight years older than the research average tenant age of 28.2 years old. So there you have it, folks. People are flocking out of single-let accommodation into HMO-style accommodation. I've been saying this all along. HMOs are the way forward in terms of flexibility, affordability, and transient lifestyles that we can offer our tenants, which is so important moving forward in a post-COVID world. That is it for today, folks. Hope you do like the podcast. Head over to iTunes, click that review button, leave me a review, and I'll see you back here tomorrow, same time. Don't forget, no matter what you do, have some fun. Take care.